with the locals' two-fingered version of a wave. Instead of continuing down Main Street, the patrol car swerved into the fire station driveway and stopped. The window rolled down with a squeal. Been looking for you, Wilder. Oh, hell, what'd I do now? Deputy Brady Bennett, childhood friend and local chick magnet, chuckled. I'm sure there's something. Lucky for you, I don't need to haul out the handcuffs this time. Ever, Jackson reminded him. Only because you never got caught. Brady grinned, knowing he'd been in on some of those wild-ass and death-defying capers, too. And might I add that you aren't dead yet. Jackson rolled his tense neck muscles. Feel like it. Busy shift? Four structure fires in the big city. Just mopped up one here, too. Eccles place. Brady pushed back his Stetson. Heard that over the radio. Yeah. The missus said a hot pot of fryer oil next to the gas grill to let it cool off. The mister popped on the grill to cook some brats for lunch. Poof. Yep. Jackson flexed his fingers on the steering wheel. Caught it before it hit the roof. Lucky for them. Jackson nodded. So, what's up? Brady squinted against the sun. She's back. Is she who? Jackson nearly shook his head at the pointless inquiry. He knew who by the immediate tingle up his spine, the instant rush through his heart. Ms. Abigail Morgan. Brady glanced down at the computer between the seats, then back up again. Or, I guess she's Mrs. Rich now. In more ways than one. When? Rolled in yesterday, around noon. She's over at her folks' place. They come back too? Brady shook his head. I saw one of those personal storage containers and a foreign car in the driveway, so I stopped in to check on things. Renner's moved out. Abby said she's there to fix up the house and put it on the market. A tangle of emotion coiled in Jackson's soul. It took everything he had to stay cool, keep his tone even, neutral. How'd you look? Sheesh, that hardly sounded superficial. Smoking. Hell, he knew that too. Abby had always been beautiful, ethereal, like a woodland fairy. Even when she'd been missing her two front teeth or had the chicken pox all over her face. A man, did she look okay? Brady gave an almost imperceptible shrug of his uniform shoulders. Seemed fine. Then he glanced down the road, narrowed his eyes as an F-350 zoomed past. Well, gotta go catch me a speeder. Just thought you'd want to know. Thanks. While Brady put the patrol car in reverse, Jackson sat there staring out the windshield. His head buzzed, heart tingled. He lifted his fingers off the steering wheel one by one then replaced them in the same systematic manner. The breath that lifted his chest stuttered. She was back. With a calm defying the current scramble in his brain, he eased the truck out onto Main Street and turned toward home. Every place he passed on the way reminded him of her, brought back memories of good times. Town Square, where they'd sat on the lawn with friends and listened to concerts beneath a hot summer sky. The high school, where they'd laughingly raced through the halls late again for class. The Yellow Rose Cinema, where they'd often double-dated and fought over the last kernel of a shared tub of popcorn. The used bookstore, which had once been a pet shop where Abby had worked for several months before recognizing animal cruelty and quit. She then proceeded to break in and rescue several cats, dogs, and even a chameleon she'd named Rainbow Bright. He laughed at the memory, because he'd been an accessory to the cause. An accessory who'd thanked God that Sheriff Mackey excused their indiscretion when he'd been witness to Abby's grievance. The shop owner had been prosecuted, and Abby had personally found homes for all the animals. 
Jackson's fingers curled over the steering wheel, squeezed until the muscles in his forearms popped. Abby had been his confidant, his partner in crime. She'd been his first kiss, the first girl he'd made love to, his best friend, until the day almost seven years ago when she betrayed him, completely cut him out of her life. No explanation, no apology, no goodbye. Stopped at the intersection of Maine and Stone Creek Road, he waited for Gladys Lewis and Arlene Potter, two of Swede's reigning gossip queens, to clear the crosswalk. A long, hard breath pushed from his lungs. He was exhausted and clearly not giving a whole lot of caution to his thoughts. So what if Abby had hit the delete key next to his name in her book of life? No big deal that as his best friend, she hadn't been there for him after he'd witnessed his big brother being killed in Afghanistan. No big deal that as his best friend, she hadn't been there when his father had died from the heartbreak over the loss of his firstborn son. No big deal. He should be over it. In his mind...